This. Anybody who knows me knows I was cocky out of the womb. <laughs> it's early break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Weekday mornings from 6 to 8 on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Time for part one of a Double Barrel Wednesday with Husker Online, Sean Callahan. Sean, good morning. I'm going to start things off with this. There's a lot of things to get to in the world of Husker football and other sports going on, but I was texting Sean on Saturday because I was at a wedding. People were bothering me about this rumor going around the internet about potential movement of the Nebraska-Northwestern game to Las Vegas. Sean, the floor is yours. Please clear up all the rumors about anything regarding that and the status of Nebraska Northwestern to kick off the 2022 football season. Oh yeah, I mean nothing's really changed. I mean they're they're scheduled to play in Ireland, and and that's still the plan. I mean there's nothing that's changed at that point. But there there were some uh, underground internet message board um, online rumors that started, and they kind of went to, they spread on to a couple Twitter accounts. And the next thing you know, they're um, one of the larger fan accounts on Twitter started a um, a poll about playing Nebraska and Ireland and Vegas, um, and then the next thing you know, everyone thought the game was being moved. But yeah, I Brandon Meehan, who runs the game in Ireland, uh, I've got to know pretty well. He's in charge of everything out there, and he he says like, you know, if the game was moving to Vegas, you think I would know too? I mean, they they hadn't heard them. You know, everything still remains the same. Nothing's changed. I talked to somebody at Nebraska, same thing. So. Uh, at this point, yeah, everything um, you know remains as is, and uh, Nebraska is scheduled to go out there in April again for another site inspection tour. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald was out there a couple of weeks ago um, doing a media blast tour in Dublin, where he was on a number of uh, local TV and radio shows and toured the stadium. So um, that's where it's at. I mean, I you know, obviously things can always change in, in the world sure. we live in today, but. Um, that nothing nothing has changed right now. Sean, what do you think the magnitude of the media frenzy at Memorial Stadium will be like today when Casey Thompson <laughs> and Chubba Purdy, will this feel like Super Bowl media day today at Memorial Stadium? Well, on Monday we had 40 people interviewing the backup nickel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Come on. Sean, hold on. Say that again. Say that again. We had 40 people on Monday interviewing the backup nickel. <laughs> Do you ever look around and think it's all a little much? And the defensive backs coach went for 20 minutes on a podium. I mean, it, it, it is <laughs> pretty on. crazy when you think about it like <laughs> he that. Did. He seriously did. Yeah, Travis Fisher, 20 minutes getting peppered by, I don't know, was it, was it about 20 reporters I mean, over I, there? I, it's, it, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's March. What's that? <laughs> Go ahead, Sean. Yeah, it's just interesting when, you know, you take a couple steps back and, like, you're like, is there anywhere else in the country where 40 people are interviewing the backup nickel in March? <laughs> no, probably not. Chris Kolarovich is who you're talking about. Now, what is that nickel situation at Nebraska? We might as well dissect it since we're talking about it. I mean, I think it's a combination of a lot of guys, but it's, it's so early. We don't really know. I mean, Kolarovic can be that guy probably – in, in heavier sets when they're playing the Wisconsin's and the Iowa's of the world. Um, but, you know, Isaac Gifford, uh, you know, and, and guys like that. Could, I mean, 
it's just too early. I don't know if this, the, the role is defined and the scheme is defined. And there's so many other guys in the back end of the defense that could potentially play that role. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're talking about practice four of spring ball. I, I don't think anybody really has an idea of how that's all going to look yet. Join me, Sean Callahan, Husker Online. Sean, the survey results came out from the what was put out by the athletic department regarding Memorial Stadium, and fans apparently want better seats, and potentially they're they're okay with alcohol. What else did you learn from the survey that came out yesterday? Yeah, the results. The, the the comfort in the stadium was the biggest takeaway, along with the alcohol. And people aren't quite ready for gambling yet, which that doesn't shock me. I, I think that you know have. Having like a form of legalized gambling in the stadium um, might be taken a little too far too quickly. Um, is at least what the survey said. Um, but yeah, now, now, and then the the, t- the ticket equity topic yep. um, uh, of eliminating the grandfathered tickets. Um, I, I think a lot of people are in favor of seat equity um, going forward. I mean, there's no other stadium in the country that has a grandfathering ticket clause at the level of Nebraska's. Um, and, you know, that's something Trev has to look at and, and, and decide what he wants to do long-term um, with, with that because it makes it very difficult for younger people to get access to tickets um, if so many of your seats are locked in the grandfather price. Sean Callahan joins us from HuskerOnline.com. We're talking mainly about Nebraska spring football, which – I believe they'll have practice number five today. Number five today, the quarterbacks will be available to the media, as will Mark Whipple and Scott Frost. I want to stick though, Sean, with defense. You know what a name? You know, Sean. You know a name that's really picked up steam quickly this spring is Marquise Buford Jr. Marquise Buford Jr. of Desoto, Texas. Could be, you know, he's going to compete for a starting safety job. How do you think that safety position shakes out, and where do you see Buford landing in this in this battle? Yeah, I mean, he he really has um, done a good job, and you know, he played special teams. He was one of the higher special team snap count players a year ago, so they okay. got his feet wet okay. um, mainly on special teams. Um, but you know, he, he's versatile. He can play corner and safety. Um, but yeah, you, you just wonder kind of where he factors into that conversation when you have a guy like Miles Farmer returning, Deshaun Singleton's in that mix, yes. Noah Pola Gates, yes, um, and and you know you, you go down the line, Javier Borton. Now we haven't really heard much of his name yet, uh, but he's a newcomer that's here. So there, there's a lot of guys, and I think the confusing part is how will Travis Fisher play all those guys, and then Omar Brown is not out there right now with with spring ball uh, practicing. And, you know, he figures to be a factor with what he did at Northern Iowa. Um, you know, it feels like Quentin Newsom is the only sure thing right now. And, you know, I, I think Buford feels like he could be a sure thing today yeah. um, in, that, in that group. Um, but there's material there. And I, I like how Fisher, you know, brought in a lot of guys. Uh, I think you go back to early December, you know, it didn't look like there was much returning in, in a lot of those guys in that room were like, well, I'm automatically going to be the guy. And, and he kind of debunked that narrative and brought in a lot of other players to compete this spring. He signed seven, and five of those guys are already here. Right. Join me, Sean Callahan. Sean, regarding the future of Nebraska, uh, they already have the quarterback for 2023, but there's a, a quarterback in Gretna, Zane Flores, who has offers from 
Pittsburgh, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, Memphis, Kansas, and more to come. I mean, is what Nebraska? Are they are they not going to touch him at all? And, and I guess what is the interest level in terms of going forward from other schools beyond what's already out there? Yeah, it's hard to say um, what other new offers he'll get. I mean, just quarterback offers. You know, once other guys commit, maybe you move on to your your next option. And he very well may be like a, a next option offer for some programs out there. You know, locally, Iowa's already got their quarterback. Um, you know, Iowa hasn't even, or um, you know, Wisconsin has not offered J.J. Cole yet even, which that one still surprises me. Yeah. Uh, they had one quarterback I know that they really wanted um, on their board right now. Uh, when you're starting to talk about the Big Ten teams right. um, out there. But I look at Nebraska guys, they signed – three quarterbacks in the last year and Richard Torres, who I've heard good things about, and obviously uh, Casey Thompson and Chubba Purdy. Um, and then they've, they've got William Watson, the third committed who is said to be the best football player to come out of Massachusetts in arguably 20 years um, in terms of what he's accomplished. He's a three sport athlete. Um, so that Mark Whipple, who, you know, I was joking to sip, I think he knows a little bit more than we do about what sure. he wants and quarterbacks. Um, this is the guy he wanted, um, and, and they, you know you, you got to believe in that. But I think big picture, Dylan Raiola for 2024 is, is where the attention's at, and he's coming to the spring game. Well, we confirmed that in Husker Online this week that he'll Hello. be a visitor at the spring game. This will be his third visit now to Lincoln. His uncle's on the staff. So um, I guess when you just take a couple steps back and look at it, three quarterbacks this last year, they've got Watson, and now Raiola is coming in for the spring game. I guess I'm not too worried about the Zane Flores storyline. Yeah, we'll talk about that more at 7 to our listeners. Thank you, Sean, for adding that perspective, and we'll go off that, okay? Yeah, we'll do that. Sean, <laughs> uh, that's all we got for you. You don't have much of a rebuttal there. No, no, well, I'll save, I'll save it for seven. I'll save it for seven. I'm fine blown. with it. I, I appreciate what you said. That, that's 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 uh, probably where we're at with things. It's Mark Whipple. He got, he's going to get who he wants to get. There's guys here, but if he thinks other, other guys are better elsewhere, then he's going to get them. That's we're not in charge. So it's so. not quite. It's there's more to the story than that. But we'll get into that at seven o'clock. Yes, Sean, well, he's a good players. Zane Florida. Let's let's be. I mean, okay. he's one of the best quarterbacks. He's the first Power Five quarterback to come out of Omaha. Uh, area since 2004, Alan Everidge. Jeez, Sean, how did that happen, by the way? You know, even at Easton Stick, come out, of, he should yep. have been Power Five. Um, yep. I mean, both Bo, Bo should have offered probably Easton Stick. And he, he went to, but he went to North Dakota State. Nobody else, I mean, Easton Stick had a Rutgers offer too, and he, he chose North Dakota State over that. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's interesting when you study like the history of quarterbacks. Now, there's two back to back Power Fives, though, Danny Kalen. Yep. Um, at Bellevue West for 2024, mm-hmm. he's got. He just recently got a Minnesota and a Michigan State. He's got an Arizona State offer. So you're gonna have two Power Five quarterbacks in the Omaha area this year. And you got to go back to who Everett? Alan Everidge from Oh Everidge, Vista. Yeah, Everidge. That's right. He signed at K State. Yep. He finished at Wisconsin. Yeah, that was a big to do in this market too. Remember that when Everidge left? Oh, and he was committed to Nebraska. He was going to come here and. Play for Frank. Yeah, that was a big story. That was a big story back then. Yep. Alan Everidge. He didn't. I don't think he ever became a star at Kansas State. No. Well, then he transferred to. He started a little bit at Kansas State. Um, 
but then he transferred to Wisconsin and yep. started. He started for Barry Alvarez. I'll be go to not, heck. <laughs> not bad. Sean, always good stuff. Thank you for the time. We will chat with you again Great next stuff. week. Thanks, guys. Great Husk stuff. Online, Sean Callahan. Wow, that's yeah, We're going to discuss the quarterbacks at 7 a.m. Yeah, there's a critical <clears throat> element of that discussion that we didn't touch on with Sean that I will – this will just be a tease. There's a critical element we didn't touch on that we'll touch on at 7. Okay, well, until then, we have Song of the Day and the Mailbag up next on Early Break on the Ticket. <laughs>